This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. How long before parents just start naming their kids? Instagram handles like oh this is at Dustin Whitworth. I personally always enjoy the hunts where we all three get to be on it. That was Nevada this year. Whether it was selling a hunting product or going on hunts, they were waking up every day and dealing with hunting stuff and I thought you know I'm gonna give that a try. The groomsmen and bridesmaids come right behind him. By the time I got down the aisle, Corey and Teresa already had drinks in their hands. <laughs> and I'm like well you're not in Utah anymore. We're always chasing that next tag, and, and that's good, but at the same time, like, dial it back and say, you know what, like, the evil that I know is better than the evil that I don't know, and I'm just gonna keep hunting this unit. Learning and getting to know the ins and outs of the state so you can take, you know, 100 or $1,000 and turn it into the best value possible is, is super important. I'm Dustin. This is Corey. And we're with Team Backcountry, and you're listening to the Living Country in the City podcast. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. Hey, y'all, welcome to episode 116 of Living Country in the City. Y'all, this is it. It is time. This is the last official episode of Living Country in the City. From now on, as you tune in, all these episodes will be the Wild Initiative. Y'all may have seen some of my different uh, properties here online changing. I'll tell y'all what, rebranding something that is uh, several years old and has a decent amount of following is a giant pain in the butt. I would not recommend it, but I'm really excited about the Wild Initiative. I really think it is something that will continue to grow with me, and honestly, from y'all's perspective, not much is going to be changing, except you'll be getting more great content every week. But y'all, this last episode of Living Country in the City is a bit of a bittersweet moment for me. Living Country in the City, I mean, it changed my life. If it wasn't for starting this brand and this podcast and then meeting all of you that kind of came along with starting something like this, I would have no idea where I would be. So from me to y'all, I just want to say a huge thank you. You have been an integral part of me really finding out who I truly am. And I am looking forward to continue that journey with y'all as the Wild Initiative. So before we get on to the final episode of Living Country in the City, I want to give a huge shout out to Sawyer Products. As always, they have really been supporting Living Country in the City for a long time. They're going to continue on supporting the Wild Initiative. Y'all, there are just 
some products that you really need when you're out in the backcountry water filtration insect repellent and depending on your trip sunscreen as well y'all sawyer has been making these products for over 30 years they are tested they are reliable and they are pretty much bulletproof y'all i stand by their products wholeheartedly and i use them on every single trip so i want to make sure y'all head on over to sawyer.com check out their whole lineup of products whether it's their water filtration their insect repellent sunscreen first aid they've got all of those products you need to stay in the outdoors for longer this hunting season all right y'all now on to the final episode y'all that have been listening since my very first year putting out the podcast may remember all the way back to episode 20 where i talked to dustin whitworth of team backcountry well, y'all, I have Dustin back on the podcast along with Corey, who y'all heard from during the recent episode talking about crispy boots. Y'all, we have a really good time just chatting, just catching up what's going on in their lives and talking about hunting. We also have some uh, fun little guest interruptions uh, as we were at Hunt Expo and it's just a given. You can't sit down for more than 30 seconds without about 10 people, you know, walking by. So without any further ado, I hope you all enjoy episode 116 of Living Country in the City with Dustin Whitwer and Corey Beckendorf of Team Backcountry. Well, we are back, and this is probably the quietest it will be for the rest of the podcast I record. Here at Hunt Expo, uh, it is the morning before, what's today, Friday? The storm. Yeah, calm oh, before the storm. Today... Still, I don't think we'll be too awful. Tomorrow is when it's going to be the it's world. It's going to be slammed it's, here today. It's going to be my literal hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know, it's funny, though. Like, this is the first year that I've worked for a company that's, you know, had a presence at all of the trade shows, right? So I've gone through now. I'm on the tail end of, like, what you would call a trade show season in the hunting industry. And it's just another day in the office. Like, it, like I'm... My eyes are glazed over. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, back, like, show up at the booth, talk about hunting stuff, go go back to your hotel room, do it all over again tomorrow. So, yeah. I mean, and there's a lot worse. It, to be honest, I'd rather be busting my butt out here, getting exhausted and talking, hunting yep. with people than sitting staring at spreadsheets. doesn't feel as much like work for no, sure. No, it yeah. really doesn't. Albeit my knees don't hurt as much after a day at work typically. <laughs> Well, if y'all don't recognize those dulcet tones way back from episode 20, <laughs> that is Mr. Dustin Whitwer of Team Backcountry. Howdy. And now the Finding Backcountry podcast. All sorts of new things. And uh, this time we finally got him on. Was not available uh, last time around because he was kind of, you know, too cool for us. Um, you know, I only had 20 episodes under my belt. He's like, no. Wait till this guy gets up, you know, <laughs> above 90, 100. Yep, that's me. <laughs> um, all right, you're going to have to... Corey Beckendorf. The last... Okay, Team I don't want to massacre yeah. your last name. It's it's very phonetic. It's a much easier to spell and say. Beckendorf. It, Beckendorf. I, 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 I thought there was an R in there. I think that's where I was yeah, going to screw is. it up. I just don't enunciate it at the end. Dorf. Um, no, I was thinking oh, Brecken at the beginning. Sure. Brecken the yeah. thing about um, Corey is he'll answer to anything. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, Garcon. Just make sure you put an E in my name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is that is that the the big faux pas? Just the C O R Y. You know, my parents knew when they had me that I was going to be smart enough to remember five letters, so they spelled my name correctly. Any Corys (laughs) out there without an E, you know, their parents just were kind of questioning, so they knew they needed to shorten it up a little bit. He's practiced this, hasn't he? Yeah. It's not his first time. Yeah. Oh, well, before we get going, I just want to say a huge shout-out to Sawyer Products for their continual support of the podcast. Uh, they have been, for over a year at this point, been supporting Living Country in the city. Um, we actually we used one of their products for the first time this year, and I vividly remember laying on my back at a stream on the way out of Nevada after, like, day nine. Yeah. <laughs> and I... I pretty typically use little tablets okay. to, you know, the aqua tabs or whatever. And we're out of water. Uh, it was the toughest water year in Nevada that we've ever seen. Like we typically, 
you know, our half an hour to a good stream and half an hour back in there. And we took a six hour round trip at one point, mm. completely smoked on water, dehydrated. Dustin had, I don't know what the product's called, like the, it's the, the squeeze, the squeeze, the squeeze yeah, bag. I don't know what they call it, but it's that squeeze bag. That's I, I vividly remember Sawyer squeeze, Sawyer squeeze laying yep. down llamas are drinking water and Dustin's just baby burden <laughs> yeah that's good get it get it that's in there nice. real good enjoy that enjoy that water oh man <laughs> no i was pretty happy about that product at that point so at least he's yeah. baby burden water and not mama burden protein bars <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. but yeah i i honestly i love their products i, I uh, this year in colorado i got to use their gravity filtration system for the sure. first time that thing people are like oh you know how are they no joke I, it the, the filtration is great. It's bulletproof. I've never had a problem with the water after after that, and I've filtered some gnarly stuff. But it's fast. It's not like you know you get that one filter where it's like you yeah. attach it and you just watch it like drip. But uh, the gravity filtration system is just fast, man. Yep. Like you're not you're not having to leave it overnight. Under five minutes for a gallon of water. Um, That's awesome. It was. I was sitting there. We were uh, my buddy. My buddy had his uh, his run in. We had like three about gallon water bu- water bags that we were just filling at any given time and i could get i get like two or three by the time he'd get one yeah. um one filtered out so it was it was definitely good products and i love their insect repellents the best stuff i've ever used in my life really predator calling in arizona in august oh my gosh it's just like swarms around your face yeah You'd watch. I'd put it on the first day. Like I, I just forgot to use it. We went out last minute, and then after that, I sit down, and it's like, uh, they're like hovering around me, like they're all around me, but none of them are like landing on my face. They're just kind of it's like parting in the swarm. It was the kind of coolest thing I've seen. Anyway, that was a long, uh, long commercial. Long, long commercial point. right there. Yeah. You're welcome, Sawyer Products. There yeah. we go. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so episode 20 was the last time I chatted with you, Dustin. We've uh, hung out a few times since then. A um, couple of expos, a total archery challenge when I totally didn't recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we walked through the parking lot together, and I kind of recognized him. And yeah, it was. We were just talking for a minute. And you're like, you don't, you don't remember who I am, do you? <laughs> Pretty humbling like, that uh, I had been on his podcast and he didn't recognize me. But that's the world we live in now. I've had multiple guys at these trade shows show up and be like hey it's me and i'm like hey you how, how's yeah. it going and they're like oh it's you don't have a name badge on yeah, sir. it's so and so it's oh, yeah. john doe i'm like i don't know you man oh it's uh you know big bucks 365 oh your instagram handle like yeah, yeah i know you were good friends yeah. well especially like for me i don't have even the people that recognize me a lot of them don't have any idea what my name is because i don't have it on right. my Instagram, it, sure. you know, occasionally I'll mention it or somebody will comment about it. But uh, I've had a lot of people that afterwards they've come up and they're like, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd like ask so-and-so what your name was before we started meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's not, I'm fine. Yeah. And I'm the last person because I'm that way. When people get, get all like embarrassed and have to ask me my name or, or whatever the name of the podcast, I'm like, I don't really expect you to. <laughs> I, don't know, but I sold guns for four or five years and... I met so many people here in Salt Lake in that time frame and like built a relationship, you know, in half an hour for what it was. And I'm, I'm so terrible with names. Guys will walk up and it's like, I know what you bought two years ago, (laughs) but I don't know your name. There's not even like, I'll just guess. Well, that's, what's important is remembering the guns they bought. Right. Oh, absolutely. Way more important than their name. Well, that's good because that's all I can do. Like, yeah. Well, I'll remember a face till the day I die, which yep. makes it even harder here because you roll up and, like, someone you may not have ever met or, like, even, I mean, most of these people you come up and it's like you see them across the room and you're both kind of looking at each other like, do we follow each other? Have we just talked on Instagram or have we actually met before? Yep. yep. Or then you meet the person that you've you've been talking to for like a year and a half you finally meet them and you're like do i introduce myself or do i give you a hug yeah yep is it a handshake or a bro hug or how long before parents just start naming their kids instagram handles like oh this is this is at right dustin whitworth (laughs) i I don't think we're that far if a celebrity's gonna do it then a lot of celebrities are gonna do it and then 
it's it's the trickle down effect yeah, for uh, society's gone. Really lousy yeah. names. Um, anyway, so <laughs> so yeah, it's been a while since we chatted. A few things have, have changed up since then. Uh, we we have the f- now uh, Finding Backcountry podcast. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, started it on a whim. Just decided that. Uh, I loved being on your podcast so much. I thought, hey, you know, why don't I start my own podcast? And uh, no, I, you know, I, I don't know how that all started, honestly. Um, well, everyone's starting a podcast nowadays. That's how it started. And I wanted to be no different than everyone else. And so I started my <laughs> own podcast. In. Yeah, you I wanted, wanted in, in on that. But no, it kind of, you know, it ended up turning into something there for a while. And we, uh, it's ironic because at this moment, I've shut it down for the last, few months and uh being at this back at hunt expo has actually nudged me towards firing it back up because i've had um, quite a few people finally come up and uh express interest in when when we were going to be releasing another episode but um that's the best feeling isn't it yeah i thought it was cool you went like a solid year it's like when you jump into the gym it's like you're not just doing it for a month you did one a week for a little yeah. over a year, right? You did Yeah, it was 60 almost, almost exact. No, not quite. It was like 50-something, but, yeah, it was yeah. like almost exactly a year. And then I, you know, um, you talked about just things have changed. And since we talked last, you know, I was uh, I was peddling insurance, just living the dream, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we said in the industry. And But things have changed. I uh, just kind of on a whim decided that, you know, I didn't want to – not that there's anything wrong with that, and I, I loved the guys I worked with, and it was a good uh, good career, but just really decided that I'd wake up and chase my passion and uh, and just knew that I, you know, I, I, I wasn't so specific, like it's got to be this one thing, but I knew that, um, like, throughout my whole life, hunting's been one of those constant passions, you know. Um, I'm the type of guy that'll pick up a passion, you know, almost almost weekly or daily um and they're preaching to the choir on that one yeah yeah Yeah. we're we're all that way right you guys heard of this golf thing (laughs) right Right. or the the i the gym or i believe it's pronounced the yim the yim the yim you know and and and, and we're all like that right like we we like to try things and um some things stick and some things don't and hunting's definitely stuck i mean it's i've been in it 32 years and just part of so right and so you know it's like not looking for anything super specific, but I knew I wanted to deal with, with something in the hunting industry and give that a try. You know, I, I saw these guys that were waking up every day and, and hunting, whether it was selling a hunting product or going on hunts or uh, making a hunting product or whatever, they were waking up every day and dealing with hunting stuff. And I thought, you know, I'm going to give that a try. And that's why you started the podcast. And that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's how it worked. Yeah. Cause that podcast made me so much money. Uh, <laughs> Well, and I, I kind of felt like selling insurance, like you, you wanted to be more, like you wanted it to be big, a bigger part of your life, hunting, and so like that yeah. podcast was a good outlet for you. It really because you didn't yeah. have it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, that, that's really I think a lot of it. Um, you know, yeah, I, I needed to scratch that itch, um, and that podcast is a really good way to do that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so fast forward, uh, I ended up. Uh, accepting a job with uh, a long-range rifle company called Gunworks, and you know they, they've been in that industry for quite a while, and I've I've definitely known who they are. I will be the first to admit that I'm not a I'm not necessarily a long-range shooting expert by any means. Um, I understand the basics of the of the industry and um, some specifics. I've reloaded my entire life uh, from you know my grandpa down to my dad and down to me, and so. You know, I, I probably understand a little tiny, like a little bit more than the average guy about it, but really not. I, I don't. And so, but I had a good sales background um, and that's what I do for them. And I'm learning every day uh, more and more about, you know, what makes a good long range rifle and, and uh, you know, what what guys need and what sets us apart and all those kind of things. And so, yeah, I've been with, uh, I moved, it was a, it was a huge, that's part of the reason the podcast got shut down is <laughs> it was, uh, you know, if you can imagine just picking your family up almost on a whim and, uh, yep. 
and just you know leaving the state leaving driving three states away uh to we moved from southern nevada up to uh cody wyoming we actually live in pal and just starting a whole nother just starting over just doing it all you know just let's start this whole deal over again and bought a house and that was you know a big deal and so yeah that's been about that's been since uh, the first of november um so two or three four months or whatever and just loving it loving we, it i sell guns for gunworks and live in live in wyoming and i know i'm not going to regret moving to wyoming for the hunting opportunity you know that's we, for sure we you know i like to play devil's advocate and that was dustin was actually looking for a job for me when he found it and it was one of those things that uh i lost my job this last summer and uh, he was looking for a job for me and i was hunting and he said i'm you know i'm gonna apply if you're not gonna apply for this job i'm going to and so he applied for the job and got an offer and or kind of knew an offer was coming and so he was talking to me about you know moving his family and everything and i was trying to like you know give him good advice we call each other and we talk tags we talk life you know whatever and he uh it just like we were on the phone with each other and it just kind of clicked that we when dustin turns into a wyoming resident we now get to hunt wilderness. Cha-ching, <laughs> cha-ching. And I was like, uh, yeah, I think you should just pack up your yeah, wife. You, really, you know, yeah, just like uproot your family and get in there, you know. It's yeah, like, this job is definitely for you yep, or one of us in our group. <laughs> this is your destiny, Dustin. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, that and that was interesting how that all happened. And I've replayed it a bunch of times because, you know, anyone that knows me or Corey, um, if, if you if you didn't know and I told you that one of us got a job at Gunworks and one of us didn't, they would every single person would say oh yeah it's Corey like Corey got the job at Gunworks um and and it happened how it happened um you know and I, I've, I've replayed it a lot in my mind and I I just the best answer I have is I think that the Lord um has a plan and and I I don't know why it worked out that way it just wasn't the right time uh for Corey and and his family and it just wasn't he just wasn't the guy that was was supposed to be up there and uh and it, you know, it just kind of got pushed to me, and it, it worked out, and I love it. Um, but yeah, no, no doubt, Corey knows more probably about <laughs> long-range shooting than I do. So, it's it's funny. Every so often, um, I'll get a call at work, and I'm like, you know, that's a real technical question. I wonder what Corey. <laughs> it's almost as if he does work there. You're outsourcing uh, because I, I have all this resource that I can tap into. Um, <laughs> well, and so. Uh, you uh, did end up getting a, I did, yeah. a pretty so, uh, decent job, I'd say. Yeah, no, I'm psyched on it. So I uh, lost my job. I got married in into June. Dustin flew out to Iowa to experience a traditional Iowa wedding. <laughs> Handballs. A lot, a lot of drinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, not not by me necessarily, uh, but, yeah, a lot of, everybody generally speaking, Dustin, a lot yeah. of. Let, let, was it just on. corn <laughs> served at the wedding, too? Yeah. Yeah, there was some. So let, let me, well, hold on, hold on. Let's just talk about this, because I've never experienced anything like this, right? We're, they, they get married My wife, this. Teresa's a saint. She's from Wisconsin, oh, and Saint, I'm from Saint Iowa. Saint Teresa, we, that sounds about right. Yeah. Side, side note, Teresa's the She's, best person ever, but. Yeah. Um, I, I fly out there, and, and I'm I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. We have our, our weddings in our temples and it's it's different that's all i'm gonna say it's just it's a it's a lot more chill than slightly this. more traditional slightly more traditional so there i am i show up at this iowa wedding and <laughs> <laughs> they, they're getting married at this very nice venue like uh you know in the winter time it's like a ski resort but it's this really nice like log cabin it's looking. the finest ski resort iowa has to yeah. offer yeah, that so. doesn't say much. But, <laughs> but the, no, the venue was nice, and so there we are. There's a there's a basically a, an open bar in the in the back of this 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 lodge room, this huge room that they're getting married in, and they put their alcoholic beverages down just long enough to get married. Oop. And and when I say that, I mean literally, we they come down the aisle, and there's like five or six, you know bridesmaids and groomsmen and we all come down they they do the ceremony takes about five ten minutes Corey and Teresa leave the aisle first the groomsmen and bridesmaids come right behind them by the time I got down the aisle Corey and Teresa already had drinks in their hands <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like well you're not in Utah anymore yep. uh, this is interesting so a little different yeah no it was fun it's fun wedding I'm, I was psyched <laughs> Dustin came you know I'm in Salt Lake so is my wife and 
So we we drove out. Dustin flew out, came and came and stood up. I had six groomsmen that are best dudes on the planet. And That's awesome. Dustin was the only one not having a beer, but <laughs> <laughs> root beer. No. So so I got married, lost my job right when I got back from Iowa. Uh, just kind of some unfortunate circumstances. Um, right happened to be right before hunting season. My wife. Rather than getting an annulment, she decided to let me hunt for two and a half months. <laughs> so, had a had a heck of a hunting season, and then um, got a job offer. Um, Kendall Card, who's a co-owner of a company called Crispy, um, I've known. We've had a relationship team backcountry wise for two or three years now. Um, they've been great to us. And talking um, about, once again, just some of the best people on the earth, oh Kendall yeah. Card is definitely yeah. on his, that list. And his co-owner, um, Mark, same deal. I didn't really have a relationship with Mark. Him and I have gotten pretty close over the last six months. But they, um, you know, I was pretty fortunate that Kendall knew me, kind of knew my character, um, and I kind of walked into a great job. So I, uh, working for Crispy Boots, doing a little bit of everything. We run pretty <laughs> lean over there, so I'm shipping and customer service and placing orders and you know a rep and i'm here at the show talking boots and, and come this fall we're going to be uh testing and development team yep absolutely <laughs> yep. whether they know it or not yeah i'm going to be breaking boots and <laughs> it's it's been a great gig and i you know i got i'm pretty fortunate to it, all the pieces kind of fell into place like dustin was saying that because i i considered that gunworks job and a few other jobs and um didn't need to move my family didn't you know i'm still in salt lake i mm -hmm. you know, show up to the office still got a good job yeah we got a ping pong table in the office like <laughs> <good>. <laughs> so no i'm working for crispy boots now and it's been you know it's been a blessing i wish i would have got in on it three years ago when they started the operation but there we it, go uh, it's been pretty fun so breaking boots <laughs> Yeah, man. It's uh, speaking of breaking boots, we had we had a little I, discussion earlier. Yeah, he's got a pair of Laponias on, which is kind of a light hiker. It's actually, you know what though, who else I ran into um, from Harvest Health? He was he wears the Laponias. Yep. And his were just as bad as mine. I looked down. I'm like, we're twinning with these thrashed boots right now. You know who else's favorite boot that is? Is South Cox. Really? And that's that's what he wears. And he's actually coming to the show today. That's oh, one thing he? I love about the show is, like, all the cool kids show I'm up. I'm going to have to say hi to him. I've had him on the podcast before. We had a really good chat um, uh, just about trad hunting and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and we, stuff. So I'll have to say hi to him. We're wannabes. Sport. South yeah. is the real deal. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he rocks in Laponia. And, he, you know, I, I followed him. We went into Colorado this year on a 10-day hunt, and I was calling elk for him. And he uh, – he rocks the Laponia, and it's it's a great boot. I think he's crazy for packing the weight like he does. I mean, we had 348 pounds of boned-out elk meat to pack out of there, and he did it in those things. Jeez. So. I'll, so I'll admit, like, I love my boots. I, I have my hunters. Those things are, I mean, obviously, they're yeah, like they're like the tank. That's a 350 you know, <laughs> diesel. I mean, not turning this into a, the full crispy podcast. We're going to sure. do that later, but, like, I've I've gone through some gnarly stuff and those have, I are the sole reason I haven't like broken off my foot. Like yeah. not not talking about rolling an ankle. Like I would have broken off my foot if it right. wasn't for those boots. Yeah. These things I've been walking on flat ground and there was a a little rock and I nearly <laughs> and I like couldn't walk on my ankle the next day. <laughs> right, they're just right. these are the most comfortable boot in the world, but there's just not they're not meant to have a ton of ankle support exactly and he asked me he's like should i resole these and i looked at him i go no those things are smoke throw them away get some new ones well i mean you can only see the ground through the sole and right right no. it's funny because yeah. we could learn a lot from our wives right um and that is like there literally is a different shoe for every occasion yeah oh yeah and i i think we sometimes forget that with boots um you know hunting boots we just think that you know, there's going to be one that's going to rule them all. Um, if there was, it would be the Crispy Nevada. Yep. Shameless plug. It's the best boot that's ever been made. <laughs> but it's still, you know, if you're in cold weather or you're trying to just, you know, uh, trail cameras, for example, if we're running a trail camera circuit in the in the summer, my brother mm -hmm. Jason, he'll just throw on, you know, a pair of those lightweight hikers, like you're saying, and just bomb in for a day, cover, yep, 15 uh 15, Crossover. 20 miles in a, you know, a crispy crossover. 
and you just don't need the horsepower of those heavy yeah. tread you know nevadas right. to because you, you're not handling the weight and you're not you know it's just it's just different occasions so well you know i've noticed like the difference when i'm wearing the the hunter i mean yeah you want to talk about different the opposite ends of the spectrum between the right. laponias and the hunter like i notice like a difference in how how sore and tired i get from hiking because you're lifting like poundage extra right <laughs> with those. you know and it it was a realization for me that like south i respect i love surrounding my pe myself with people who really know what they're doing then i don't mm -hmm. have to do any research and i respect <laughs> south's <laughs> opinion on you know pretty much everything that goes hunting especially mule deer mm -hmm. and i go in there with a pair of boots that i think are tried and true and i think it's the best boot on the planet and he's wearing a polar opposite boot. You know what I mean? And so, and he's the best, right? And one one of the things I realized, one thing I learned from South while he's in there, A, he's just a freaking grinder. Like all day long, every yeah. every second he's awake. Singularity of purpose. I he's, mean, he's, he's yeah. just trying to figure out how to kill an elk. It's incredible. It doesn't matter if he thinks he needs to wake up at 1 a.m. If that's going to be give him the best advantage, that's what he's doing. Um, but one of the things he does while he's hunting, and I realized this following him because he kept, you know, we had four of us in there. It's like, why are you guys being so loud? He's you babysitting. Know? He feels like he's babysitting <laughs> yeah, his exactly. kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm in, I'm in a big heavy boot, which, you know, your footfall is going to be heavier. You can't be as quiet. You can't feel the ground under you. And he's in those Laponias. Uh, he moves so quietly and efficiently. Mm-hmm. All the freaking time. Now he's like 40 well, pounds lighter than me. In his defense, yeah, he's about, what, 5'9 and probably, probably a buck 60. Yeah. So that Brian, helps. Yeah. So, <laughs> talk, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he, everywhere he goes, he's incredibly quiet, whether, you know, we need to be or not. And it, it, it was a real learning experience for me. I could jump over logs he was going under, but <laughs> <laughs> other than that. Advantage um, and to he, him. He's a, he's a pro at finding looking at the landscape and finding the most efficient way to use the landscape which was pretty fun to learn that is not a skill i have yeah, yeah. no his i mean i can pick a decent enough path like if you're just trying to get somewhere but like i'm the worst person at if, looking at a, a, a point and yeah. figuring out okay like this is where that point's going to be f when i'm like trying to relocate yeah. those deer at this angle and have, this and that have you done the whole take a picture on your cell phone trick yeah. My problem I run into is is with the depth perception. Right. You know, where you'll have like like okay, you know, you pick like two or three land points and you're like, okay, that bush that's shaped like a, a beetle, a VW bug or something, and then this one tree that uh this this the dead tree that splits like this. Like yeah. those are my two points I yep. can reorient myself and the deer right in between them. I go up and I'm like, crap. There's no bush that looks like a VW bug over here. And right, that's right. Either because, you know, my angle's changed enough to where it doesn't look at all like that, or, oh, it was two bushes that are actually 20 yards apart, and from this angle, like, you know, there's nothing. And yep, then, yep. oh, that was, like, two trees, and yep. I'm like, well, crap. I well, got it's a, it's a learned skill for sure. You know, and, and we've, we've talked about this before, whether on this podcast or probably on mine, but advantage to the guy who's willing to hunt the same area year after year after year right so yeah. you know take take nevada the place that we hunted in nevada for the last six or eight years we had literally hunted the same canyon for that whole entire time and the first four five six half a dozen stalks across the canyon 50 percent of the time you'd screw it up yep. you'd, you'd think you're in a spot and you're not well then all of a sudden I, without even realizing it, I, uh, Mr. John Bear walking by, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, hey, like we said, the, all auction, the, cool the auctioneer there. himself, I, I believe I would, Ooh, come on back, <laughs> cowboy, come on back, cowboy, I believe I would, sold, <laughs> if you all know, cool you know, yeah. but no, you know, back to my story, like, all, all of a sudden, uh, four or five years into that hunt, I started, without realizing it, like, we were making this stock across this canyon, and I knew. I said, no, you, we're not going to want to go up there. we got to stay on this lower shelf because there's a certain clump of trees right here that I've been there. I've looked yep. over this exact ridge, tried to stalk a buck right here, and I remember that it doesn't work that way. Like, yep. you, you can't – you're not going to have the angle from there that you think mm – -hmm. and, you know, and so on and so forth. And it's a it's a sickness, right? It, it's like a – it's a two-edged sword that we all have as hunters, uh, Western hunters specifically, that we're always chasing that next tag – 
or that next like oh where's the next best unit in the west and this buck you know they're killing these big bucks here and maybe i want to go there this year and and that's good because you know if we don't you know if you're not exploring a new area you know at least one a year you're probably not you know in the best hunting units or whatever but at the same time like it's it's tough for guys i think to just dial it back and say you know what like the evil that i know is better than the evil that i don't know yeah. and i'm just going to keep hunting this unit for one more year because all that hard work's going to pay off tenfold you know the second third fourth fifth year that i'm in there and and we started seeing that in nevada we finally started knocking down some you know respectable deer um but it was just from a lot of it was from years and years of making those same mistakes in those knowing, canyons knowing the right place to camp where you're not blowing canyons out with wind or with deer or anything and yeah. um yeah have a guys be signing autographs? we will if you want one <laughs> he's solid man if you've if you've never been to a john bear uh auction you haven't been to an auction like his it is, voice was made to oh sell stuff oh he yeah, had like, me bidding on a tag i mean yeah. i don't even have fifty thousand dollars and i, I was like, like you know what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm gonna jump in here i believe i would i believe i would i'm i, I may have house. to sell my family into yep. servitude but <laughs> so that interlude but right anyway what were we talking about before i totally just hunting, distracted hunting oh, yeah. in general let's talk, talk about nevada let's talk hunting that's a good thing what, to talk about, on, talk a, about on a podcast what uh it's application season we could write kind of roll through i was, I was actually going to ask what are you what are you guys looking at uh this year what's on the plate give me specific units and basins yeah <laughs> everybody got their phones out for the gps coordinates of uh the deer we found no we, uh <laughs> dustin and i talk about every other day this time of year uh trying to hash everything out there's you know, i have a better relationship with Corey right now than my wife yeah. <laughs> it uh Jay, the three of us, over the years, we've really learned. Like, we, we kind of get spread thin. Um, I personally always enjoy the hunts where we all three get to be on it. That was mm -hmm. Nevada this year. Uh, Dustin and I got to sneak off on an antelope hunt as well this year together. Um, but it's tough, you it's know, hard. with applications. We're all residents of different states. Yeah. Um, which which throws another kink in the plan, and we are all you, have life. Are you able to put in, like, group applications, residents and non-residents? turns everybody into a non-resident. In states that you can do it, yeah, it, it turns bumps. a resident into a non-resident. That's that's so, tough. Yeah. yeah, it's always a fine line, you know, when you when you have guys that you want to hunt with um, that, are, that are so active in the – point building applications in seven or eight western states like you know if, if you're if you had your group of hunting buddies and you just hunted your home state for you know the random tags that you can draw there it's really not as big of a deal but you know when you're trying to coordinate what's happening Isaac? Um, when you're trying to all coordinate the cool between, kids are here oh mr isaac, <laughs> isaac elman man all these i've guess, seen your boy guess what happened on the podcast isaac elman good buddy how are you sorry to interrupt you guys podcast oh you're never no you're never an interruption brother good to see you man this is just like we, that's what happens when when you podcast next to the bathrooms here yep. on expo you're yeah, <laughs> you're all the cool kids have to walk yeah. by i mean do i need to pull out i've got another microphone yeah. here <laughs> well, no we don't either yeah. <laughs> we, Good to see you, man. Good to see you, Isaac. I don't even. Oh, we were talking about I, I applications. Well, I was gonna say I love Isaac. Um, He's an awesome, dude. I at Total Archery Challenge two years ago. I didn't, you know, I'd never met him before. I had no idea who he was, and I was just kind of hanging around, you know, the the booth area. And I, I mean, you guys know me. I'll talk to anyone. Like, don't know a stranger. And so I just sat down and just talked with him for. I mean, we probably talked for an hour just about absolutely nothing and everything and yeah. and hunting and this and that and. Isaac's one of the good ones. <laughs> He's yeah, a, he's a good dude. He, he walked by as I'm like, it was the end of the challenge, and I'm like sitting there, literally in, like just kind of chilling in the back of my uh, uh, rental truck sure. that I had, and I'm I'm literally like counting splintered carbon. Yeah. And he walks by. He's like, dude. He's like, uh, you need to you need to be uh, using some Eastons. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, I mean, I don't know. These work well enough for me. Like, I have no idea who he is. Sure. And I'm like, these work well enough for me i've never really had a, a, a reason to change i'm just terrible shot and he's laughing and i'm and i'm like i don't you know i don't really know anyone that uses eastons and he's right, like right. looking at me like he like 
you have no idea what I do, do you? I'm yeah. like, no. Nope. He's like, all right, let's let's talk later. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and yeah. So, but I do I do love my Eastons. Um, anyway. Back but to yeah. application season. Oh yeah. So, so we just uh, we just passed up what. Uh, as of the time we're recording this, uh, Arizona just happened the other day. Yep. Arizona elk and uh, antelope was the Dude. two you yep. had to get in. And then so. Wyoming was the 31st for elk. For non-resident for elk. For non-resident elk. Yeah. I don't know what your guys' resident timeline. So in Wyoming, just having moved there and kind of going through it, I, uh, you have to live there for 365. Oh, um, wow. So it's, you know, there's, there's no wiggle room there. Yep. And so I'll still be considered... Uh, uh you know and and non-resident a non-resident there um so i i put an app in for that uh for that non-resident elk tag i was in a an interesting situation there because i had been building non-resident elk points in wyoming for like nine years Mm -hmm. and they don't have resident elk points and so if, if i don't draw this year I've basically wasted nine points there. So, oh, so what you're saying is if you don't use it, you, you lose, lose it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We can all relate to that. Um, and so I probably was too more risky than I should have been. I applied for a really good unit that I have. A, last year we had a, you know, with nine points, I had a, an average chance, 60% maybe. And I probably should have been more aggressive at either applying in the special draw, which usually gets you better odds in Wyoming. You literally just pay twice as much to be in a different pool and the demand goes down. Or I should have maybe found a unit that wasn't uh, as highly sought after. But, you know, I like to live dangerously. And yep. so there you go. here we go, nine, nine points on the line. So hopefully have that tag, uh, maybe still be able to cash in some uh, some Nevada uh points and then i don't know you know i've i've got a utah limited entry elk tag that i'm on you know kind of on the hot seat for drawing so two years ago it was kind of the year for mule deer i think we drew was that two or three years ago we between the three of us we had like nine or ten mule deer tags they all run together and (laughs) this year it's gonna suck because elk are a lot heavier to pack and could be the year though we'll see I, it's oh yeah, tough. it's that's tough really thing. gonna suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pack out elk. Yeah. Well, we'll still mix in plenty of mule deer. Like yeah. you know, and, and we've talked about this um, before too on the po- on the Finding Backstreet podcast. But um, you know, having an application strategy, a, a general application strategy, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, you can't just you can't just jump into all these states and just start applying and and not really map out, you know, what what you're after there and Mm so you know for example we have hunts in colorado for deer for example that we know we can pick up every other year yep you know and so we're gonna we're gonna burn those points and and we may push it back one year or whatever but we know that we have that option there and there's nothing more valuable in the application strategy than knowing that you have a guaranteed tag right yep it's 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 something that you can set in stone and you don't always have that and so when you do it's a huge advantage because then then you have the option, right? It's like, right. hey, I know I can draw this, or I could push it back a year if I need to. Um, well, and understanding what and when you can turn stuff in. Like, yeah. call, I think Colorado's still this way. If you draw a Colorado tag and you want to keep your points and turn in your tag, don't you have to let them keep your money? That's yeah, six hundred dollars for the tag. Yeesh. They yeah. They just pocket. Yeah, and you, know. The, you know, and there'll be uh, time uh, time frames on some of those are different. Nevada, you can turn back in up to the day before the hunt. Yep. Some states, maybe Colorado, I think you have to you have like 30 days. Like, so they're all different. And you need to research that. But, um, you know, and, and so along those lines, we'll kind of have a, a zero to three year uh, category. We'll have a four to, say, six or eight year category and then a eight to ten plus and beyond where you know, Arizona elk. I, I, mm-hmm. I throw in an app every year for the best units, never going to draw it for the, you know, it's going to take 15, 20 years. And I just know that. And if I do happen to draw it, great. Like yeah. I'll, I'll adjust. If that 0.01% yep. chance. Our New Mexico deer hunt two years ago. Yeah. Let's not <laughs> talk. I'm not ready. Too, too not ready. soon. Too, too soon. soon. <laughs> and no, that's we a sore just, subject. We just, 
that was a tough hunt. We had one of those uh, tags that is kind of, you know, on paper it's highly sought after. Right. In person, um, we got we got our butts handed to us. Was this the year for it? Yeah, it was. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, there's all the excuses, but. So anyway, I mean, um, I'm heading down to New Mexico uh, on Sunday, Sunday yeah. night after this nice. for that uh, the odd ad. Yep, drew that fun. my first year putting in because uh, I I think it was I can't remember who I was on a podcast, but I think it may have been uh, like Cable Smith, um, or maybe John Stallone. Uh, yeah. But you know they were talking about odd ad, and I'm like, I gotta what's he talking? About? I gotta look this up. And I was like, oh, I have to have one of those. Right, I gotta like, hunt one of those. Isn't it the cheaper one? Is it like the affordable man's? sheep hunt kind yeah it's of, like so the because it's an exotic so yeah. it's and uh you know i mean you can do them in texas uh but, this but you is know like, new mexico this is public is, land right kind yeah of this is like public yeah. public land new mexico audad and yeah poor man's sheep hunt basically yeah. and it's new mexico so as a non-resident you know everyone's got an e- on right. equal footing as far as applying and yeah. i finally i put in this year for the first time and you know full-on beginner's luck drew the tag and i'm i'm super stoked to just bomb in there and you do it with a rifle or a bow uh so i'm taking i'm taking the bow in because yeah. you know i want to at least try but it's going to be one of those things it's like it's not like okay i'm trying for a week with the bow and then right. i'm going to move to the rifle it's i'm going to go in with the bow situational i'm going to analyze the situation and if i look at that and be like oh hell no this, this is never going to happen yeah i'm going to grab the rifle like i i will be the first to admit like this is not my big adventure september elk hunt right right like where i'm looking for that experience like this one is like i want to go enjoy the hunt and i want to harvest something (laughs) mark mark smith cleans those things up with the 257 weatherby down in texas he loves those things yeah they uh that'd be fun i'm headed to texas a kind of same deal it's not the you know it's not an adventure at all but it's still fun i'm headed to texas next weekend with my pops and like his whole crew from iowa and really looking forward to go and shoot some hogs down there so that's just uh, always a like a texas hog hunt i feel like is just one of those like you just got to do it every so often right hunts yeah, they're fun man it's a trial and error bullet like it's good <laughs> oh, bullet <geez>. experimental <laughs> like how's this one work yeah. so no i'm i'm looking forward to it so i i kind of know and it's relaxed like you don't you don't have all the pressures of like your idaho elk hunt where it's like i really really want to freaking harvest it's like ah yeah we're gonna go down sling some bullets maybe sling some arrows it'll be fun yep so it's there good to go. have those hunts yeah but we were talking about yeah harvest uh, or uh, application plans and that's always the same kind of thing i've i've heard when and kind of the the rule of thumb i go by you know you guys have it a little more uh compartmentalized but i i usually do you know you got your every year hunts the over-the-counter stuff and stuff you just know you'll always draw like there's yep. some deer hunts in california i know i'll always draw on kendra um then you know you're I, you know three to five year kind of window take some and then, points but it's not going to take your whole life to, to right. get it yeah. yeah and that's that's kind of <clears throat> basically you know you got your every year hunts you know i like colorado idaho you got over-the-counter deer in arizona which that yeah. uh, that is my favorite tag in the world uh, yeah. you know i harvested my first big game animal on that on that tag uh, this last august and sure yeah. um well then you got yeah your mid-range stuff like wyoming's kind of my higher mid-range mid-range to higher hunts with antelope and and maybe elk yep. out there yeah you know you can pick up that elk general elk tag in wyoming as a non-resident with i think two points probably in the regular draw so that's and, and that's i've never hunted it but from what i gather it's a it's a respectable you know it's, it's going to be better than a lot of the other over-the-counter type hunts and it only mm-hmm. takes you you know two years to pick up but i was looking i was looking this year at onyx because i've got two points in wyoming right now for elk i think two for elk two for antelope and i was looking at the elk units and pretty much there was like a, a pretty minimal chance on some stuff but it looked like what i was drawn on too was all wilderness and so i was kind of like mm, i'm not I'm, i think i'm gonna hold out a little bit longer and and go f- and go for, you know, a little bit. Yep. Uh, something where I, I don't have to yep. worry about a guide, but maybe I'll just call up Dustin and. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. Hey, bro, you want to guide me? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Except you can't accept guide fees. As, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's the the point of all this that I gather is, um, you know, you just you just need to be if you're into this and you and you want to. You know, because it, it, it's no secret, you know, these guys that kill 
big bulls and big bucks, they um, they know what units to be applying for, and they're they're applying for most of them usually across the West. Just you know, and 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 you just got to be doing it right. Like when Corey and I worked at uh, Shields and we were selling, you'd sell a guy a gun safe, right? And what would you say like? You, you always want to buy the safe for the amount of guns you think you're going to have someday, yep. you know, yep. and it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like it's, it's hard for a 20 something year old or even a, a teenager to sit back and be like, well, geez, like I'm not going to drop, you know, $160, $200 to apply in Nevada um, for just points to hunt in 10 years. But, you know, I just, I just talked to one of our good friends that's, you know, he's in his late forties coming up on 50 and he's been he's been building points across the west for like and he's sending me all these point totals for Colorado and Wyoming and Nevada and it's now he's got the he's he's got he can hand pick mm-hmm. whatever he wants. I mean this guy he's got 10 plus points for almost any species in those major western states that you can build points for and as as long as you can swing that investment and you got to be smart obviously don't max out a credit card um you know just to invest in points but um, you got to plan ahead in your life and just think, you know, the the $50 elk bonus point in Wyoming right now might be hard as a, you know, a 22 year old in college, but 10 years from now, I'm going to be the guy that all my friends are like, how'd you draw that tag? Well, yeah. I've been doing this for 10 years. Like I've been investing in, in my passion for 10 years to make right. this happen, you know? So anyway, well, that's actually, it's funny. You say, it, it made me think of something. It's like one of those things too is, a lot of the states, yeah, you have to put up money up front. Some, you know, yep. you have to buy a tag or a, 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 a license to be able to apply. You know, they once again check all those regulations, what you're going to be paying. Some, you know, some, yeah, you could, ooh, puberty, yeah, just there for a minute. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> some you can, uh, yeah, you're just paying the $15 application fee, whatever, that's great. But, like, honestly, what I did, I have a, I have a credit card that I paid off. It was kind of my emergency credit card. Um, and I have that now reserved. That is my tag card. So right. I can, it, it, and it actually helps me track how much I'm spending. Because um, I, u- I use an Amex otherwise, which I have to pay off every month. So I don't like right. get myself right. into debt problems. But so this card, I don't have to pay off every month. And it's so, pro- is it probably interest free or something like that? Like, um, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was when I first got it. But, uh, but it, if you can find an interest free you know deal on a card that's that's what you want to use mm-hmm. yeah. yeah or something or something like that that gets you points because yep. you'll get you'll get those those credits back from something like say you're putting in for new mexico okay yeah maybe even if it's not interest free yeah okay maybe you're paying 20 bucks you know uh 20 40 bucks over the course of whatever two months while you're waiting for that that draw to either happen or get refunded um you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's what I do. Obviously, I don't want to sit and encourage everyone, go open a new credit card. Right, right. Yeah. But it's, it's a method that works for me where I'm not, like, stressing about cash out of pocket, and it gives me a chance to, where, yeah, if I need an extra month to well, pay off a, a higher-end tag that I end up drawing, yep. it, it Bo- gives me that option. Bottom line is, if it's something that really matters to you, you'll figure out a way to not, you know, go into overly excessive debt. You'll save the money throughout the year. My wife and I just started, you know, you, you can get on, like, we got on our... Uh, our bank account and you can add all these little separate savings accounts that you can just, you know, and so I just mm-hmm. have money pulled every month, like like 50, 100 bucks or whatever it is into this hunting account that just sits there all year. And then I use I can use that for, you know, either applying for tags or I'll go cash it out for mm-hmm. gas during hunting season or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. You it's know, amazing how much that adds up. Like yeah. just a little bit a month you can set up. Most banks will let you set up like an auto deposit. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm going to spend that much on, you know, I'm going to spend 20 bucks on food today. <laughs> right. You know, eating out. That's, and, and I do that all the time, oh, yeah. you know, any given day at work. And so if you just, you know, if it's if it means something to you, you'll figure out a way. And if it doesn't, yeah. you won't. So. No, and I, I think the other thing is, is research is free. Sitting down, learning yep. states. And, it, you know, sometimes it, you know, especially coming from Iowa, I didn't have a background where I understood the lottery system other than it was just a lottery system. But learning and getting to know the ins and outs of the state so you can take, you know, a hundred or a thousand dollars and turn it into the best value possible. Yeah. Is, is super important. I I was very fortunate to, you know, meet Dustin and Jason and they, they really under had a good ground or a good foundation for 
you know, what states did what, but then understanding it's like, well, you know, I'm a little tight on money this year. New Mexico doesn't do points, you know, and so I'm going to sit out of that draw. But I, mm-hmm. if I sit out of Wyoming, then I lose my points, you know. So understanding and, you know, seeing what your best value for, you know, 100 or 200 or or $1,000 yeah. is important. And all that is is research. So. All right. So it's getting to be that time. These guys got to start working. And uh, so we're winding up here. Um, always like to end really quick. We can, we can do this one quick. Um, somebody comes up to you guys, you know, maybe they watched, uh, watched something you did, listen to the podcast, whatever that is. Uh, and they, they say to themselves, you know, hey, I want to, I don't have a background in this. I've never done this before. I don't really know anyone that hunts, but I want to get into it. It's just really intimidating. What what advice would you guys, or maybe encouragement would you give them? Hunting in general, you mean? Yeah. Find 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 somebody. Yeah, find find somebody maybe that you're not aspiring to be. Don't try to find, you know, don't try to go on a hunt with Cam Haynes. <laughs> you know, find somebody who wants to learn right alongside you and is just as equally as passionate. You yeah. know and. Um, I've always said in my, like these seminars that we do, like when we talk about this, you know, if, if you want a friend, we'll call it, or if you want a hunting buddy, be a friend or be a hunting buddy. Right. I mean, Corey, Corey's the prime example. He talks about us, you know, helping him with, you know, applications and tags and kind of getting him lined out on the Western hunting thing. But really the part of that story that you don't hear or see all the time is like Corey's come on countless amount of hunts that were just my tag and i didn't ask him to be there i didn't expect him to be there and he just showed up he would just show up and he was there for the whole week either calling or packing or scouting or glassing or whatever and he didn't even have a tag and he's burning a week of vacation and so guess what when Corey draws his whatever limited entry elk tag in utah you better you better bet like you better believe i'm going to be there and so you know like stop you know don't it just can't always be you know if it's just how can i i i and get into this or whatever you know then it it sometimes can take you longer than it should you know one step back two step forward and so if you if you latch on to someone trust me everyone loves a good pack mule mm-hmm. right like yep. the, you won't run into a guy that you know if, you, if you're not an idiot and you can talk to him like a normal person and you get to know them and your friends, you know, maybe you shoot together in your archery league or you go to the, the gun range together, whatever. And you just, you know, you get on that level and say, oh, man, that's cool. You drew that great tag. Like, hey, don't want to overstep my bounds, but do you mind if I come and just help you scout and pack it out? They're going to say, uh, yep, <laughs> that, that, that would be great. Well, and so, that's you know, how then, you learn. Yeah. You know, that's how I learned to hunt out. And that's, you know, how I still am. That's a, I approach south this year mm-hmm. on it still. You know, it's like, hey, you need, you need a yeah. collar? So I got just, an elk call. Just, you know, <laughs> be in those areas where guys are. Don't be afraid to, uh, you know, don't be afraid to to invest, uh, you know, some of your vacation time, the first year hunts or whatever, to really like, you know, uh, earn earn people's respect. Um, yeah, and then you know, there's so many resources online nowadays. Whether it's listening to this podcast or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, me- messaging people on Instagram, like. Yep what what a resource that we have that i could literally pull up my phone right now and probably get a response from you know whoever i mean and and you can reach out and if you're not again if you if you're not an idiot and you just you know say you know come at it very um you know very uh graciously mildly or yeah. graciously these guys will reach back out to you you know and they'll answer your questions um i remember years ago i reached out to guy eastman on where to apply in wyoming elk tag and like he just responded back like, hey, you need to be looking at this unit and this unit like that's really, you know, I was like, this is crazy. Like, guy, you know, Guy Eastman at the time was just so like he knew so much more than I did. And it's just just one example. But, you know, use all the resources you have. Don't be an idiot. And uh, good luck. Yeah. Love it. Love the experience. Like, love the, the whole process of it. Yep. Well, guys, thank you for sitting down. It's going to be a busy day today, starting, yep. to, starting to get rolling. But thanks for taking the time to hop it on. Thank, Thank you. I want to commend you on just rolling with this podcast. It's been one of my favorites for since you started it. So keep awesome, up the good man. work. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us on.
All right, y'all, that'll do it for episode 116 of Living Country in the City. Big thank you to Dustin and Corey for taking the time. It was really great sitting down and catching up with them both. Make sure y'all check out the show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 116, which will actually forward you onto the show notes page at thewildinitiative.com. So don't be surprised when you see that URL change. Also, make sure y'all head on over to Sawyer.com. Check out all the amazing products that can keep you safe and in the outdoors for longer this hunting season. Well, y'all, it's really kind of funny because uh, even though I'm going to be releasing a whole other episode next week, it still feels like I'm kind of saying goodbye. Living Country in the City is going away, and next week you'll be listening to The Wild Initiative. It's been fun, y'all, but I'll see you next week. And for the last time, until next time, keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. Hey, John, (laughs) I know you're probably busy this weekend, but I'd love to sit down and chat sometime. Cast. It's that meme where the guy's walking down the street with his girlfriend, and he's looking back at that other girl. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam's and the one would be Sam's the one. holding hands with Team Backcountry, <laughs> looking at John Barr. No, he he's the guy, and we're we're the girl with him, and we're and the, you would label yeah. it the, the podcast you're on, and then the podcast you actually want. Yeah, like the, the guest you actually want on your podcast. And we're like, what? What? We're we're offended by it. <laughs> The guest guest you have versus the guest you actually want. (laughs) Ted Nugent's coming?